This is your other brother's podcast. Friends to your other brother's podcast, navigating faith, homosexuality, and masculinity together. I'm your host, Tom, and here with me, reunited at long last, it's my brother, Ryan. Hello. From the city of Oaks. From the city of Oaks, which is Raleigh, in case you're not from Raleigh. Back back in the city of Oaks. It's so good to be back with you, Ryan. Um, Joining us today... Returning for yet another episode is our brother Jacob on the Skype line. What's up, Jacob? Hey, guys. It's good to be back. It's very nice to have you. But, Jacob, we can't stay on you because we got to keep going. <laughs> there is, for the first time in a while, we have a fourth brother on the show, you guys. It's Dean. What's up, Dean? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Y'all, we have four. Amazing. We can have well, four play. When we had uh, Matt on here, we had four, but it wasn't, oh, like, we did. It wasn't we did. like four Yob people. Right, right, right. Matt's, Matt's Yob adjacent. <laughs> Yob adjacent. Weird Jesus, but he's an honorary member now. That's always forever and true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what's up, you guys? I'm glad everyone's here tonight. I'm glad we can make this happen. Um, this is a, I don't know, this is going to be a different episode. I'll just say that right off the bat. Let's just like cut to the chase. This is going to be kind of a different Maybe weird episode. I don't know. Maybe it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be great. But um, we're talking about letting go today. Mm-hmm. Letting go. And we have lots of stories to share. Um, the impetus for this being, I feel like I have a conversation with with our dear listeners that's been long overdue. And it's time to it's time to pull up a chair and it's time to sit down by the fire. And I've, I've actually got my tea. Like I'm literally drinking tea during this podcast because my throat is a little... Uh, it's not sore, but it's not feeling quite right. Mm. I'm trying to think of an adjective for it. It's a little raspy. It's a little tickly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be drinking the tea tonight, and we're gonna have some some conversations about letting go, letting go of things, things in my life, and maybe things in my other brothers' lives that mm. are gathered around today. So sounds like we might need some tissues too. We might need some tissues. We'll see. Tissues and tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it should be a great conversation. I'm excited. I always love talking with you guys. I know it's always a safe place, right? Yes, right? absolutely. <laughs> Dean is looking at me with the puzzled look, <laughs> like, so I don't know. I, I, I uh, can't make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm excited to just share a little bit of my heart, what I've been processing here lately. But first, before we get to that, how was everyone's Easter and Lent season? Let's Let's go around talking about that for a second does anyone have any stories to share about easter or like family get-togethers or um or lent because we all know i have a lent story that i could share i mean there was lent in my laundry filter when i did laundry this past week so (laughs) no dean that's lent Lent. Oh, you meant Lent. Mm. I hear the difference now. Lent, not Lent, but Lent, not Lent. But like, Got not it. like you lent somebody a book, like you lented from something. Is that right? That's not the right terminology. <laughs> yeah. During Lent, you, um, well, yeah, you like let go of something, essentially. Oh, there's the tie-in. 
There's the tie-in. There it is. Yeah. There we go. Plus, we are recording this a couple weeks after Easter, so there's that as well. I took, uh, you, you might recall from a previous episode that I took a, a break from Lent, or a break from Ooh. Twitter for the 40 days corresponding with Lent, although I don't like to say I was fasting from it. Mm. But I gave it up, and Right, because as gosh, Jacob said, like, you didn't announce it, so it wasn't I, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't real. And it was actually kind of nice, and coming back to it was kind of overwhelming. Um, and so, I don't know, I'm kicking around the idea of like, only doing every other month on Twitter, like maybe just Whoa. doing like even months on odd months off. Although I've already screwed up May, so. <laughs> so if I, if I tweet you and you don't respond, I'd be like, oh, maybe he's just right. breaking. If it's an off. even month, that means I'm taking even months off. If it's an okay. odd month, okay. I'm taking odd months off. Now, Ryan, you say that coming back was overwhelming, but someone did leave you a series of really beautiful tweets upon your return for you to enjoy. So some part of it had to have been sweet and encouraging and wonderful. Some creeper with an unpronounceable (laughs) handle. Thank you. It was very sweet. Yeah, Jacob, (laughs) my friend Jacob left me a series of treats to find. (laughs) Treat tweets. (laughs) Treat tweets. But now you're back. And yeah, yeah, Twitter is still horrible. It's a Mm -hmm. very depraved Like a dog returning to its vomit. Mm -hmm. So if I return to Twitter. It's it's what happens sometimes. It's either either depraved or hilarious. Or maybe both sometimes. But but that's like the extremes that I find on Twitter these Mm -hmm. days. Yeah. I I didn't do Lint. So I, yeah, I don't even... Uh, I mean, Easter's always a busy time working at a church. Um, I did nine services over Easter weekend. Ooh, uh, yeah. So that was highly exhausting. But You should have told your church staff that you are lenting from participating in the services. See how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would have worked. I could have tried that. <laughs> but Just I'm say it's for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's for your relationship. That would not have gone over well. Would not have gone over well, but you know, it, it was what it was. But yeah, so not really any story for me other than nine services over three days. Wow, God bless you, Dean. <laughs> well, as we all know, I don't even remember which episode that was. Was it the last episode or the one before that? I forget. But we mm-hmm. talked about my when I was I was writing a blog about it. We were talking about my masturbation fast, which I referred to as a masturbation cleanse, which then Ryan joked should be marketed as like, what did you, what did you envision Tom's masturbation cleanse looking like, like a pill or a serum well, or, <clears throat> I mean, it's, what, 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 what is the packaging of that product? It depends on if you're cleansing, using masturbation or cleansing from masturbation, <laughs> right? There's if you're cleansing from it, then I'm picturing a, a nice, uh, meaty, but readable book, like, uh, with the methodology and philosophy mm. behind it. Mm. Um, and if that's the direction you're going, I'm not sure what else you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. Um, yeah. So people have been asking me, I've actually, so it's kind of weird. Like it, it's, it's a weird thing when I write a blog about stuff like that. And then I get like, I got a few emails throughout the process throughout the 40 days saying, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a weird thing to ask. Like, how are how are you doing so, not masturbating? Or is that still masturbate a thing? yet? 
Right. And some from good friends and some from just re- readers who, who meant well. I didn't like take offense, whatever, like whatever. I don't, I'm not offended anymore. You can ask me whatever you want. You might not get an answer, but, um, and I still haven't written a blog cause I was, I still intend to write some kind of like a follow up or like post post Lent blog. Haven't gotten around to that yet, but, um, but it went well. It was, I was successful 40 days Ooh. and 40 nights. Yeah. Um, towards the end, it was like days 34 through 39 that were the hardest for me mm-hmm. where I just was like, Oh, this, I'm so over this. Like, this is, what is, what is this? What, why am I doing this? Um, but no, it was really, it was a beautiful thing and I'm sure I'll write about it at some point, hopefully, hopefully before next Lent. Um, but yeah, no, it was just like really great to when my first go-to, what has been my first go-to method for comfort or for temptation in the worst case scenario. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was like a whole new mindset to tell myself, okay, I'm going to pray instead, or I'm going to change whatever I'm doing. If I'm sitting there doing nothing, I'm going to start reading a book or I'm going to, you know, start cleaning or do laundry or, or put things away or whatever. So it was, it was interesting. I have a lot of thoughts on it, but yeah, I was successful. I made it. I reached the promised land. Hooray. <laughs> so you you all can stop emailing me now <laughs> and asking me about this, but, um, I just wanted to put that out there on the podcast that it's done. It is over. Mm-hmm. Hooray. But you masturbated since then. Oh yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry to say. <laughs> I just, thought that out I just thought I'd ask the question. We were all wondering. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure nobody else was thinking it. For the record, my thought was, how did it feel? But sure, Ryan's is, I think, more appropriate. I mean, we, you know, I was going to wait to ask until after we were done, but you just no, went no. for it, right? Jacob, Jacob, this is the time. This I was going to just send a nice, quiet text later, like, hey, so <laughs> since then, was it like... <laughs> Since then. Well, Easter morning. I, I mean, I was imagining uh, the Yabba log, if anything. But there's that. You know, too. it's up to you. It's you know, to Tom. This is where Tom, the editor, gets to figure out mm. hmm, what do the Yabbers deserve Can to hear, it. or what do the Yabbers <laughs> deserve, or what does the general public deserve? Mm. Where where's the overlap? We'll we'll see. We'll we'll figure that out in post. Did you compare it to a volcanic eruption of some sort? Like, was it Mount St. Helens level or? Um, anyway, that was, that was our Easter Lent roundup. I'm sure everyone feels uplifted right now. Um, that was, that was for you, Jesus. (laughs) So (laughs) let's, let's keep this train going. Um, y'all, I just got fresh out of a monastery today. That sounds like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm testing out my new stand-up routine. Yeah, that also sounds kind of weird coming out of the previous conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did not masturbate at the monastery. Let it be known. Um, no, I went to a monastery, a man-asteri, if you will, mm. um, and spent a few days there. Um, as a, as a, this this episode will in, involve lots of layers and dots that get connected because right now I'm technically homeless. That's the thing. I'll explain shortly, but um, decided to spend my first couple days of homelessness and wandering uh, in a monastery where I had a personal retreat. I was met by Brother Edward. He met me. He was fantastic. He was lovely. Um, showed me around the place. I had my own room. 
I mean, maybe I should just let you guys ask me some questions. Like, just open it up to questions for a couple minutes. Like, what do you have to ask? What are you curious about my monastery experience? Because I was there for two and a half days. How structured was it? Like, did they tell you, here's different things on your schedule, Mm -hmm. please show up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was fairly structured, but it was also, I was allowed to do whatever I wanted. So I could either Uh go to everything or go to nothing. It's like, Mm. essentially, they loved having me. I was their guest. Mm. They were glad that I was there. They wanted me to participate, but it's like completely up to my comfort zone. And for me, so I never grew up in any kind of liturgical, super structured tradition like that. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So... So all of it was foreign to me. When I was experiencing it, it was foreign. But I, as a writer, as somebody that's like constantly craving stories and life experience, like I just felt like I was, like my appetite was being satiated everywhere I went. Every hallway I went down, every activity on the thing. Mm. Um, and even like during the free time, just like being able to explore and be set loose and and have a key to the monastery. Like that's so cool. Like mm-hmm. I got to just, yeah, oh. just fit as one. So I got to go to... I was astounded by how many things were on the schedule because the monks would wake up and have morning prayers at six o'clock in the morning. It was all dark out six o'clock in the chapel and then breakfast and then another prayer at seven thirty. So I went to two morning prayers every day and then before dinner and after dinner also evening prayers as well. So there mm. were four things on the agenda essentially that I attended throughout the day. And it was so bizarre and yet so lovely. Like, I don't know. It's, it's hmm. lots of chanting, lots of high-pitched singing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, I felt like I was in a storybook. Was it like what you picture when you picture a monastery? Like a big stone building with like stained glass? Or was it more... Mar- like it was made with monk brick, actually. Monk brick. Mm. Yeah. Monk <laughs> like brick. the monk's... The monks from the 1800s who built the building like made it out of brick, and mm. um, yeah, it was monkey. Like there was monkey features to it. <laughs> there, monkey. it was dark. All the hallways were like dimly lit with you know these brick like not like clean brick like it's like lumpy mm-hmm. like super red brick. Yeah, it was mm. just like like yeah. super um, unique okay. eclectic brick, and um, and yeah, the chapel was very chapel like i don't know it was it was a very beautiful beautiful building mm. were there any opportunities for you to converse with the other monks or the other attendees or is that was that not i wanted to so the only one i got to really connect with the whole time was brother edward who was the guest master and so it was his job to tend to my needs such a two like very it was clearly written all over this guy that like he's Ew. a two like he's just taking care of me and is so glad i'm here like so over the top glad that I'm here but not over the top fake like no genuinely like Hmm. he was glad to help me and and like grab my coffee for breakfast and um and yeah just like let me know that he could if I needed anything I could text him anytime I could text this monk anytime wow monk on demand (laughs) yeah 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 so that was pretty great um but no I got to I got to talk with him a little bit and just hear about his story um because he'd been there 15 or 16 years I think um and it was cool to just like see you had monks that were, there was a couple of young monks, like you mm-hmm. clear they were probably early thirties, maybe late twenties possibly. And then you had others that were using walkers. They were so cute, like mm-hmm. little monks with walkers going down the hallway to go get food or, um, or they couldn't make it outside for this one part. And so they had to like sit on the porch and like look over mm-hmm. down below 
because they couldn't walk down there. Were they dressed in like monk clothes? Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone wearing the black capes. It was like Jedi's uh-huh. dark Jedi's or something. I don't know. But I spent, yeah, a couple of days there. I feel refreshed and repurposed and ready Good. for yeah, whatever life. Ready to record a gives podcast. Me. Ready to record a podcast <laughs> despite my raspy voice. Yeah. I was just gonna ask if there were other people there who were also like you who were visitors like were there or was it just you and all the like monks? non-monks um mainly just me there was another person visiting but he was a professor because this was at a university as well so mm. um so there was like a guest professor that was in town so technically he was another guest but really i'm like the one that's completely on the outside of this thing so i felt like i stuck out everywhere because everyone's wearing black robes and then i come in with my like <laughs> with my my skinny jeans and like my blue plaid shirt and i'm just like do, 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 do. i have like a baseball hat or whatever so i don't know i just feel inevitably i was going to stick out no matter what mm. but no it was such a great experience if if you have the opportunity to take a personal retreat at a monastery i assume that they do this pretty much anywhere some monasteries might be busier than others but um yeah a delightful experience it was totally free i just like sent the guest master an email and and exchanged some reasons back and forth like why why i needed to retreat and and boom all of a sudden, I'm sleeping with monks. <laughs> it was great. That sounds so lovely. Yeah. So if if your faith tradition, like, had a history, had like a you know a tradition of monks and monasteries, would you consider like joining one now? No, and that's a long. That's probably like another episode right there. Okay. I'll tease that as a future episode because that's something that's like been vaguely in my head of like some sort of monastery existence. If I see myself being single and celibate the rest of my life, hmm, all mm-hmm. these dudes are, they're doing the same thing, but mm-hmm. they're just of a different faith tradition. So is there like some kind of Protestant version of monastery or mm-hmm. I don't know, like what would that look like? And the short answer is no. I think I'm no longer like looking for something like mm, that. Okay. Not that I ever was seriously, but I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But I think that's worth something talking about someday, for sure. I'm super curious. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have a long, in-depth conversation about monasteries. Yabasteries? Yabasteries? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay, technically I didn't have a brother beat, but I'll just say what mine is, because it's like it sort of ties into what I was just saying. So I have to use it, but we'll see. <laughs> You weren't going to have one, then suddenly you have like a very urgent one that's I'm going confused. to make it into the episode. <laughs> what, <laughs> what was that last sentence? What did that mean? I don't know. I don't have a brother beat, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> oh, is that what I said? Sorry, yeah. I'm not all there. I'm hopped up. I'm hopped up on coat tea. Throat, throat coat tea. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's time for the brother beat. Hey, Dean, can we get a jingle? It's the brother beat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So we're doing the brother beat and mine's really quick. I promise this will be really quick. It's not a long one. So when I was at the monastery, cause I just thought about this and it ties into beats because for dinner one night we mm. had, it was amazing meals. Like whoever the chefs mm. are at this place, top notch food called by the Lord, called mm. by the Lord, the Lord's hands truly prepared these meals. And we had chicken and pasta and like strawberry salad. And on one night they had, beets but not those like beets that you think in your head like Mm -hmm. red slimy or like smells like dirt beets (laughs) these were golden beets have you guys ever heard of golden beets have you had them have you eaten them no i think so 
Okay, I was like, half of you know what I'm talking about, and it just spoils this, the fun of all this. Because I like saw it, and I was like, wait, what the heck is a golden beat? I have never... It sounds like something out of Willy Wonka or something, mm-hmm. a golden beat. And smells and tastes nothing like a regular beet. It's like sweet. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I don't know, like a sweet pepper or like a peach or some kind of like mm-hmm. combination mm-hmm. of fruit and vegetable. But it was like very sweet. It was tasty. And and I, it made me curious, like what kind of other fruits and vegetables would you want a golden variety of? There or are like, like go- yeah, yeah. golden raisins. Yeah, golden want, raisins. But they taste like regular raisins, don't they? They're a little lighter. They're I mean, lighter. like lighter in taste, I feel like. But like, so my a idea for this... <laughs> my idea those for this, heavy, heavy raisins. <laughs> they really weigh you down. Really weigh yeah. you down. <laughs> but like, what if there were golden blueberries? Wouldn't that be so cool? Ooh. But we still called them blueberries. Gold delicious apples. Yeah, there's golden apples, I guess. Or like golden strawberries. Ooh. I like that. Okay, my beat was stupid. Let's move on. (laughs) I just needed to share that golden beats are a thing, and I had no idea. That'll have a nice home in the Yava log. (laughs) It just made me wonder what... Never mind, I'm done. I'm done trying to sell it. I'm excited about golden beats, and that's all that matters. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, what's your beat? Your golden beat. <laughs> okay. Here's my here's my beat and it's golden. <laughs> um so recently uh was April 25th. Does anyone mm. know what's special about mm-hmm. April 25th? Sure do. Yes, it's the perfect date. It's the perfect date, exactly. <laughs> um and if you don't know what that's from, it's from a movie called Miss Congeniality and this movie is about a beauty pageant. And then uh, and there's a scene where uh, William Shatner's character asks Miss Rhode Island, this is during the interview portion of the pageant, he asks Miss Rhode Island how she would describe her perfect date, and her response is, I would have to say April 25th. It's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. All you need is a light jacket. Yeah, and yeah. it's a very, it's an adorable scene. <laughs> Love it. So, because you don't see in the background that they're like discussing that this could be the suspect who's like the crazy serial killer who's going to kill people in this pageant. And she like gives this like adorable answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, my question for you guys is what is, what's your perfect friend date? Like mm. if you're going to spend, uh, some, some time with a friend, um, just enjoying each other's company and presence. I would say oh, April be. 17th because that's my birthday. <laughs> and what better day to spend with <laughs> friends than on your birthday? Oh, is that what you're talking about? Or no, I meant like for oh. real answer the question. <laughs> oh, okay. I can start. My ideal friend date is any place that you can go that supplies you with Dippin' Dots. So these are places like (laughs) the zoo or a baseball game or amusement parks or uh, something that I just learned recently is that there is a local bowling alley here that has a Dippin' Dots vending machine. So any of those places where you get both the fun of whatever is contained in such context, plus you get to share Dippin' Dots which is what brings people together forever. Thank you. End of TED Talk. You Thanks to our nuts. sponsor, Dippin' Nuts. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, nondescript, bulleted ice cream box. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. you watch it. 
Also, Jacob, just so you know, there's a few malls in Georgia that have Dippin' Dots in them. Mm. So but you can also the, go to a mall. The downside is Georgia. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were advising <laughs> him to go to Georgia. But. Yeah. Um, I think my ideal friend date is probably pretty boring. I'm just okay with, like, getting coffee or tea or just walking around the mall. Like, just, I like talking and hanging out. So, like, my ideal friend date is literally just talking and hanging out. I'm really probably boring. And that the nice thing is, though, that can be done on pretty much any day in the year, including February 29th. Mm-hmm. So, And yeah. you're pretty much a cheap date because it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go anywhere. You can just hang out. This is the part where you embarrass me, right? Because you just wanted to hang out with me that one time, and I was like, why? Why do you just <laughs> want to sit across from me while I work on my computer? Uh, yes, that did happen one time with Tom where I just wanted to hang out and he was like, why are you following me? And I was like, this is just what I do. <laughs> and it's like, I had friendly to come to stalking. a realization later. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was quite lovely. So sorry Quality for time. trying to be your friend. <laughs> sorry for your friendship. No, it was great. It was a fun time. Um, yeah, no, similarly, I feel like I'm not too different. I maybe require a little more intentionality than Dean, but, um, nothing really all that fancy, just like hanging out, talking. I like silly things like bowling is fun. Mini golf is one of my favorite Mm. pastimes. Mm -hmm. So I love mini golf. Um, yeah, pretty much sports that are not really sports, you know, like, so bowling, (laughs) mini Mm. golf, ping pong, um, you know, things like that are fun. Cool. Yeah. Amen. You throw in coffee and I'm set. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I'll have to answer my own question. Mm-hmm. And gosh, now I'm, I feel like the most high maintenance person. Because <laughs> um, I want to go, like, I want to go somewhere kind of a little fancy. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to I wanna dress up a little bit, go out to a nice restaurant that I wouldn't normally, like, spend money at, and then go to, like, and and I don't want that to be super, like, busy and loud. And then I want to go to like a nice um, bar to get uh, like an upscale cocktail. And I also want that to be quiet. Maybe some like, mm. you know, chill, chill scene, some piano, maybe. I don't know. So, But then I also want to be in bed by like nine. So. <laughs> uh, that's my I'm ideal that. friend date. That's not too high maintenance. That's doable. That's not no. bad, but oh, yeah. definitely more like high it. maintenance than. More high maintenance than Dean, certainly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum, but yeah, that's high. We have a lot of diversity here. That was good. If we ever all hang out in the same place, that could be challenging, though. Ooh, we'll know. have we'll to see. find a nice restaurant with Dippin' Dots <laughs> and coffee and mini golf. <laughs> mini golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, can make it work. <laughs> I would never leave. <laughs> uh, all right, Jacob, round us out. What is your brother beat so my beat is a little bit on the controversial side here we go continuing with the theme of letting go my beat (laughs) is proposing we let go of the title brother's beat for this lovely segment I it's think, not the brother's hey, beat. Hey, it's the brother Tom, beat. Tom, is this hot take hot take is this your beat or is this my beat okay I think it's ahead, my beat while I love this segment wholeheartedly I think it's excellent the name and all of the little comments that come out of the name just make everyone uncomfortable. And 
my own brother Nate would wholeheartedly agree that it's it's just a bit a bit much. But because I don't like to be someone who just complains about something without offering some mm. alternatives or solutions, I have a list of four other options that I have thought of, of what we could call this. And then I would love to open up the floor to everyone else just to see if you have any ideas or what you think of the ones that I um, happen to think of. I do. I love Tom's choice of keeping the alliteration. So I was going to say, I bear hope with me. all of oh. these options contain alliteration you or rhyming wait. or something, some kind of <laughs> nod or appreciation for the English language. Absolutely. That, that's all I have to say. Option, option one isn't anything fancy or super different, but calling it brother bit. So you mm. give your bit. That one's kind of boring. Option two is the manly <laughs> morsel. <laughs> the manly morsel. Three is the nuanced noogie. And four, last but not least, we have the snappy snippet. So I hope you know that I can make all of those inappropriate very easily. Yeah, let's put Dean to the test. This I'm just saying, no, test. you can, I, I, I understand that you can do that with a whole host of things, but it's much, much less obvious than the brothers are going to start beating now. Cause that's how, that's how this thing is usually introduced. Get your mind out of the gutter, Jacob. Oh, wow. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's rich. And tell like your donut. brother to get his mind out of the gutter too, for that matter. <laughs> so. The uh, the manly morsel that that's that caught my ears. Mm, I like it. <laughs> like it. Mm-mm. Let's. That might be the first one that I I would say strike from the record because <laughs> then we're gonna be talking about offering each other's morsels, and um. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um. Tell us about the other ones. So, uh, Dean or Ryan. Yeah, please. Tell us your comments. Thoughts. Let's get some let's get some feedback for our brother okay. Jacob. I like the snappy snippet. Yes. A little you know, it sounds like a high school newspaper. <laughs> a high school girls yeah. newspaper. That's probably the one that would be the hardest to make sound bad. But so like It would encourage yeah, people to be snippet. snappy. Is that what that means? Like to keep it brief? Snappy, yeah, brief. You can also make it sassy, like snap, like a Z snap. That's kind of. I was thinking it's more like jazzy, like snappy. It's yeah. I could get behind that one. Uh, Brothers bit. I feel like we're gonna have the same thing because we're gonna be talking about each other's bits. Um, And if someone has too many bits, or if their bits are too big or too long or something like that. Um, I never even thought about about that angle. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't either. But now we're there. That's why I'm here. Um, Manly Morsel, yeah. And then what was the other one? The Nuanced Noogie. Mm. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Like if you give someone... Like the thing that that you do when you put put your fist on someone's head. Yeah, I'm familiar with that, but how is... What are we doing? Like, what are we doing Noogies? (laughs) Yeah, we're like... We are metaphorically Noogieing one another. It's like a verbal Noogie. Yeah. We're, exactly. We're but it's so that connotations so, to when we were bullied in high school. Exactly. School. That is but what it's, we're trying to do here. But it's nuanced. A verbal it's a nuanced. nuanced. But it's nuanced. So it could be good. I mean, 
as much as I love a good fisting as any other guy, um, I don't know about nuanced noogie. Yikes. So Well, I tried. <laughs> what's the what's the consensus there? Well, no, there there doesn't actually need to be a consensus. I just okay. felt like it it this was only it was only right for me to offer uh-huh. some options. You've you know? offered us four suggestions, Jacob, and I am very grateful for your mind. And as always, we'll let the the listeners decide. Because in the, the yabalog, <laughs> you let you let the listeners in the yabalog decide. The I know what that means. Son. <laughs> they could there could be hundreds or there could be fives of them. We'll see. Knew it. I knew it. We'll see what happens. Anything can happen in the Yabalog. Well, that's like four more options than I was able to come up with. Right. Because right. I was trying to think of other alternatives. And yeah. Don't think, y'all, that Brother Beat was like the first thing I thought of. Like, I can't, I don't remember what else I was playing around with. Mm-hmm. But that was my, my angle was like, we're all news reporters. We have a beat to bring. And we're like, and it alliterates with Brother. And it sounded good. And like, yes, there was like this potentially off-handed, off-color direction that some people, some people Which might take it. I'm pretty and then sure we invited Dean you on commented the on the very first time that he was introduced because <laughs> I was I... on that episode that he was introduced. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, you know, like we have to keep this thing fresh and going. So I'm always open to rebranding and re- retooling things, but... Ooh, what about the, the fraternal freshness... <laughs> Yes. Maybe maybe this is the gag. Maybe it's like every week we just call it by a different yeah. thing. Like we all know what it is. It's just like uh-huh. we're all just bringing something to the table to talk about. So maybe we just call it something new every week. That could be funny. Yeah. Or confusing. Yeah. I'm all for it. Listeners like who it. come in like every, every other week, they'll be like, what is Here's this? Here's the part of the show we call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The hunk trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the idea. This is good. I kind of like the idea of changing it up every week. And then maybe like 15 episodes from now, we come back to Brother Beat. And yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or we don't, you know? Thank you for your manly morsel, Jacob. You are so, yes. so welcome, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> now that all our mouths are watering from the morsel that was just fed to us, let's continue with a shout out for all of our faithful yobbers, all of our faithful supporters on Patreon. If y'all want to be a yobber, if you want to listen to this yabalog that we always talk about and reference, for all the stuff that we just can't possibly put on the actual show that you're listening to now, you can go to patreon.com slash your other bros and get all the, get in on all the good, good stuff there. And before we get into this episode, which we're going to make a hard pivot here in a second, but before we get to the rest of the episode, um, big shout out to our sponsor for this month's episode of your other brothers podcast. We're talking about letting go. And so what other product helps you hold on? For dear life, especially like I think Ryan will appreciate this as a fellow CrossFitter. CrossFit, yeah. What up? <laughs> um, when you have workout gloves, those change the game. You can hang on to that pull-up bar mm. for up to three seconds longer, maybe, mm-hmm. or longer if you actually have upper body strength. But the workout gloves—they're great for holding on to things so that you don't have to let go. At least, don't have to let go. As so quickly. that you can let go when you want. Right. Let go when you want, not yeah. when you po- can't possibly hold on anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would just like to say I'm a little disappointed that Elsa did not return our calls to sponsor this episode. So, Elsa, I'm waiting still. <laughs> I'm waiting. You're going to have to let that go. What would Elsa mm-hmm. have said 
I mean, I think she told me to be the good girl as I was always supposed to be. So something along those lines, but I'm working on it. Okay, so I've got to say, Dean, Ryan and I are very disappointed. At least I'll just speak for Ryan. I'll speak for Ryan. We're very disappointed <laughs> that we have yet to hear you sing Let It Go throughout this entire podcast. We, we actually had an over-under of two minutes of... Mm starting the episode and it's now 47 minutes into this episode mm. and not a word of Elsa's let it go not a word I'm sorry I've been waiting for an opportune moment to uh bring it in I just also though it hasn't I haven't right thought yet. about this if you actually sung even those three words would we now like be under Disney's like thumb would we be under their iron oh, fist knows. <laughs> would it's, we be it's fair use or they would sponsor <laughs> us one of those no options. Anything is fair use if you make little enough money off of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sure it'll come in at some point. And if we get to the episode and I haven't sung it yet, then I will tag it on at the end of the Yabalog. Okay, how does that sound? Perfect. All of our Yabalog listeners Mm -hmm. know that you're at least guaranteed that if you don't hear it come out organically. All right, y'all. So we are indeed talking about letting go today. And here's what I mean by that, because I have a situation in my life that affects actually a lot of people, a lot of you maybe even listening, that I've had to let go of recently. And the whole purpose of this conversation is I'm going to be sharing something going on in my life and how that intersects with Yob and with the Yobbers, the Yob community at large. Um, But I also don't want it to just, just be about that. Like, I want this episode to be a little bit bigger than that. Like, everybody in life has to let go of things, let go of people, let go of experiences, let go of the past, let go of the future. Like there's a lot of things throughout life that as healthy humans and certainly as healthy believers, like we have to let go of things and welcome in new things. And so that's the impetus for this episode, hopefully by the end of our time together with all four of us. Um, But I did want to take this time here at the beginning to just share about where I'm at right now. I mentioned earlier in the episode that I'm currently living on the road and homeless, and I say that in a, a dramatic way, but it just means that I'm in between living situations and I'm just taking a couple months to travel and and probably meet a lot of you guys, actually, who are listening right now. I'm probably going to be intersecting with a lot of you guys in different cities around the country the next few months, so I'm really excited for that, but um, there's a lot of reasons for this trip, but one of the ones at the top of the list is just to catch my breath a little bit and, you know change literally change my scenery and and get away from Asheville from the jewel as much as I love the jewel of the Blue Ridge um, I feel like now more than ever I need time away from that city and all that's transpired there over the last year because it's just been a heavy it's been a heavy brutal year honestly and um, I kind of vaguely reference certain things in my blogs or, or even on this podcast I might have I've mentioned things here and there Um, but yeah, I just wanted to take this time to talk about things and situations and even people that I've had to let go of in recent time. So for any new listeners that are listening and maybe some old ones too, um, but primarily new ones, if you're clicking onto your other brother's podcast, you might notice that our podcast starts at episode 40 now, and I've already gotten a couple messages and a couple inquiries about, Hey, where's where's episodes one through 39? Did y'all, did y'all do those? Is there a secret link to that or does that exist somewhere? And, and the answer is yes, there used to be 39 episodes of the Yobcast. This was a podcast that started in 2016 
it's 2019 now as we record this particular episode. Um, and as of today and for the foreseeable future, 39 episodes are no longer available. They are scrapped from scrapped from the records. And that was a decision that was about a year in the making, actually. Um, and I guess I want to say from the start that it's hard to have this conversation and and like already I feel like <laughs> I feel six literal eyes on me right now like oh my gosh what like it's just such a different tone like I hate I hate that this is the tone I guess of this episode or of any episode because I always love I love our podcast for the chemistry and for the back and forth and for the interaction that it's never just like one person's you know stage for you know however long this winds up being 10 15 20 minutes but um but I want to say from the start that yeah I never I have never, nor do I ever want to like resort to gossip or, um, or say things that yeah aren't anyone's business to know, and that can be challenging when I put myself out there as a writer, as somebody who has a podcast, and and kind of makes my brand so to speak on vulnerability and sharing things that maybe a lot of other people don't feel comfortable sharing, or or people who have reached out to me time and time again to appreciate me and affirm me for for sharing things um, that maybe don't come as easily for other people. Um, at the same time, it's hard to sidestep and navigate around this particular conversation without invoking someone else, someone else that used to be highly involved in our community, someone else who co-founded this community with me and someone who was my co-host for 39 episodes. It's hard to just not, to pretend like this person never existed or to invoke their name, um, as I'm sharing what I'm sharing. Cause, cause the reality is it's been a hard, um, it's just been a hard relationship to navigate over the last year. Um, the very last episode we did, episode 39, um, it was just he and I together. And it was by far the worst episode I've ever had to record. I didn't look forward to it at all. Normally for 30 some episodes, I was so jazzed to always record and like um, to set up the microphone and, and we would like set up these cloths, like a big circus tent and to have the good acoustics. And it was an event to look, to look forward to every month. Um, and back then we were doing actually two episodes a month. And so for twice a month, the Yobcast was such an enjoyable part of my life and my routine and especially my work with your other brothers. Like I loved it. And those last few episodes, especially that last episode was just so brutal and it took so much life out of me and it felt like I had to, those last few episodes, I felt like I had to play up a character that the audience wanted me to hear because for for 39 episodes for two years, we got an email after email after email um, and a ton of our supporters reaching out. And oftentimes they would say the same thing with such regularity was that, oh man, y'all's chemistry is just so good. I feel like I'm sitting at the table with you guys as you guys are talking about all these hard topics. And, and I just love your chemistry and your chemistry this and your chemistry that. And, and that's what I heard for 39 episodes was that I had this chemistry with this other person and what was heartbreaking, it was just so difficult. And those later episodes, you know, I would say somewhere around episode 34, 35, all the way up to 39, was that chemistry was not real. It was fake. It was forced. It was this like facade that I had to put on um, to keep this show going, to keep this thing going that people loved so much. And what nobody saw was all of the underlying tension and all of the just difficult things that I was navigating 
in this relationship with this other person. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I will say from the start, when we started our blog um, and in this room, Dean, you were the only one to, to be there from the start. We picked up Jacob and Ryan along the way, for which I'm super grateful. Um, but Dean was there along with seven or eight others. Um, and when we started talking about creating this blog, which didn't have a name at the time, we didn't know it was going to be called Your Other Brothers. And we didn't know what Your Other Brothers was. And like from the start, we were just 10 guys who just wanted to tell our story. Um, you know, and what would that look like? I was a nuts and bolts, skeleton structure type person. And, and my other co-founder and my former co-host, he was the dreamer and the aesthetic and the visual person. And, and we really were a great team from a business standpoint of like somebody who could, you know, build the skeleton of a thing and someone who could dress it up in a really visually appealing way and dynamic way. Um, and then people like Dean and, and so many others contributed their stories to it as well. And, um, and like from the beginning, we didn't know what it was. Like we started out just blogging a couple times a week. Some would blog more than others. And, and we just started putting this thing together and, it's a whole nother world because back then there was no podcast and there was no video channel and there was no, I don't even know if we were on social media. We might not have been on social media right away. Um, certainly didn't have a Patreon and didn't have a Facebook group and didn't have the Yobbers who are such an integral part of this whole thing now. Um, like I said, it's how Jacob and Ryan even arrived here. So um, so from the start, none of that was on my agenda. Maybe other people visualize something like that, but I, I just thought like, oh, we're just creating a blog and dot, dot, dot. We'll see what happens. And I had no idea that within a couple of years, this thing would blow up to the point, not to the point of like millions of downloads, nothing like that, but hundreds and if not thousands of downloads and, and beyond just numbers, just actually people not only listening, but responding and wanting to contribute, contribute to the discussion and contribute to the community, contribute to the finances. And, and that added this whole other layer, um, to what Yab was. And through this whole process, you know, leadership has not been something that's come naturally to me. Um, <laughs> I can point to one or two times in my life where I was explicitly a leader, and but nothing to the extent of what I've, the role that I've kind of just stepped into with Yab as the editor of, of this community and as the host of this podcast. Like, leadership has not come easily to me. I've had to learn as I go. I've learned that I'm... I mean, I already knew I was a conflict avoidant person. I think I've learned through this whole process that I'm definitely very much inclined that way to avoid conflict rather than address it head on, hoping that the clouds will roll away, that the sun will come out and I don't have to do anything. I can just be patient and let it happen and save myself the strife of having to enter into that. And I won't share what was said because we used to have these author retreats that, uh, Dean, you've been a part of in the past. We used to have these author retreats, and a couple of years ago, we had an author's retreat where we were talking about Yab, and we were talking, and we we're circling, and brainstorming, and talking about what we were, and and how we wanted to unify and make this even stronger and better. And and like when I'm looking at the trajectory of everything that's happened, the fallout, the change that has happened in our community, I point back to this singular moment as the moment that I wish I would have entered into the conflict rather than run away from it. Um, cause this was now a year, a year into the podcast. We'd been running from 2016 to 2017. And, and so the summer of 2017, we were having this author's retreat and I won't say what was said. Um, but there was a comment made, um, 
just about spirituality, about Jesus, about, about where we were that really threw me off. I, you know, and, and former, my former co-host, like he was very open and very vocal about where his faith was and, and things that he shared on this show in our earlier episodes. And, um, and I knew there was a lot of difference there. I knew there was actually a significant difference between where he was and I was and where I was, but it wasn't until that retreat comment was made, um, that I realized we were further away, further apart than I thought previously. Um, and I just remember when the comment was made that I just remember my heart sinking and, and just like almost having to replay that memory back. Like, wait, was that just, was that just said? Did he, did he really just say that? Is that, is that really the state of, of where he is and, and thus where we are? Because up until this point, I thought we were not totally in sync, but I thought we were in sync enough to, um, to still have a, a productive quote unquote business relationship by doing a podcast together. But secondly, more prominently having a productive and a meaningful and a cohesive friendship as well. Um, and up until this point, yeah, I don't know. It was a blind sighting comment because up until this point, I really thought that despite any like denominational differences or, or whatever you want to call it, like we're a multi-denominational community and that's the beauty of it. I love some people have a lot of problems with denominations. I love denominations and love the different aspects and attributes that that different denominations bring and things they illuminate in other believers. And so the denominational dif- differences weren't ever a deterring factor um, in the friendship, in the relationship. But I say all that through the lens that I thought the I thought the the cornerstone was solid. I thought the foundation was solid. I thought, um, you know, if we can u- unite, if, you, if we can unite on the basic concept of who Jesus is and who we are, um, then I thought we were good to go despite any other differences or things that might come up in random conversations like around the house or dinner. Um, yeah, I thought the foundation was there. And what I learned in that moment at that retreat was that the foundation wasn't there. Um, and rather than enter into it, I let a year, a whole year go by, essentially. And, and essentially what happened over the next year is that one comment turned to two comments, turned to five or six comments, turned to a really unhealthy, for me, I'm just speaking for me personally, a really unhealthy living, living situation that I was a part of, um, which is another reason we'll get to the deletion of the episodes here eventually. I'm getting there. But uh, we actually did a podcast episode on living together, which is just kind of brings a tear to my eye now looking back on it now because we talked about, you know, what does it look like for three SSA or gay identifying believers to live together? And is it possible? And can we make it happen? And can we make it work? And essentially, by the end of the episode, we were saying like, yes, like we're doing it, we're making it work. And we're three very different people. And, you know, what happens a year later is that that doesn't work anymore. That falls apart. I feel like it's for my own not only my own benefit, but my my own necessity that I had to move out, that I couldn't keep living in that environment anymore. Um, and when I made that decision, it was very clear that along with that, um, there needed to be a separation on the podcast as well. Because like I said at the top, forcing myself to do a podcast that I used to love and that I now dreaded because I had to force myself to pretend to be somebody in perfect cohesion with somebody that I've been friends with for years and years and years was just absolutely abysmal and I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, 
And I tend to be somebody who gives myself a hard time. I'm very hard on myself. I have a low self-esteem and sense of self-worth. And so it's easy. It's all too easy for me to look back on the last year, the last two years now, and not point my finger outward, but point my finger inward. Like, why didn't I address this sooner? Why didn't I have the confidence to go to him and, and share a lot of my concerns rather than stifle them, stifle them, and just kind of let things get worse and worse and worse, hoping that they would get better when all they ever did was get worse month to month. Um, like, why didn't I do something? And, and I'm grateful for people who help balance myself out because I can be very self-critical. And I've had plenty of people and several of you guys included on this call who have helped me learn a lot of grace for myself and to realize that you know, like I was saying earlier, like I didn't know when Yob started, I didn't know what this thing was. We didn't set out to create a thing that was going to be a Facebook group, that was going to be a podcast, that was going to be, you know, a perfectly structured entity um, that united all of the authors and anyone who came on the podcast. And we, like we had, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have any kind of doctrines or any kind of things that we signed off on or things that we agreed to. We just were like, okay, we're, we're all friends and we're just creating this thing together and let's just make it. And you know, it wasn't a lot, there wasn't a lot of thought to that. Um, and I've just had to like learn a lot of grace for myself that yes, I could have communicated things better, but I also, you know, I'd like to think that I was doing the best I could with the limited knowledge I had about how to, essentially we were creating a community out of nothing. We were creating a thing, a, a place for stories out of nothing where none existed. Um, and so brings it around to last year when I had a conversation with, with my former co-host and said, like, I don't know, I just don't think with where you are now and with where I am and, and the larger scope with where Yab is, it just feels like there's a lot of conflict and a lot of dissonance that doesn't need to be there. Um, and that I think the crux of it, the crux of my struggle, I think last year was figuring out what is Yab? Is Yab first and foremost a storytelling community or is Yab first and foremost a Jesus-centered community? Um, you know, does Jesus come out of our stories or do our stories come out of Jesus? And, mm. and I think for me, I felt like the podcast was a microcosm of Yab at large, that the way I saw the podcast going, which we really danced around Jesus, and, and I feel like we did that on the blog and in the community in general. We're dancing around the thing that's, should be at least this is from my vantage point and hopefully lots of others too but from my vantage point should be the thing that we're actually talking about the most and the thing we're not sidestepping and the thing we're not avoiding and the thing that we're actually celebrating the thing that unites more more of us than sexuality and more of us than as men even um that was something that in my own heart in my own conscience whatever you want to call it like that was the thing that i couldn't get away from for months and months and months was that this community needs to be more about Jesus and less about story. And story is great. I love story. I'm a writer. I'm, I love the art of story. We're all living stories. Um, but yeah, I had this very distinct from my own vantage point. Like if I was going to continue doing Yab, it wasn't going to be to continue sidestepping around Jesus and avoiding it and pretending to have this chemistry that you know, I guess I did a good job. I guess I was a great actor. I don't consider myself a great actor, but I guess I was able to play the role that everyone needed me to play um, for those last few episodes to just keep this thing going the way that it had been. But, but in my heart of hearts, I knew it wasn't sustainable. I knew it had to change. 
And really, like I said, the living situation was the thing that issued the change because people might ask like, why, why then, why that moment in time? And the reality was with a lease ending, I, I feel this, this restlessness and this stirring in my soul that it's not the best thing. And so essentially that was the conversation that I had to have with him. Um, was this reality that I feel like, I feel like what Yab's cornerstone needs to be is the thing that I don't think you would agree for it to be. And he was very clear that, that that was not a cornerstone he was going to sign up for. And so then it's like, we're at a standstill. What do we do? Um, and, you know, there's probably a better way I could have handled it. There's probably, I, I've owned up and apologized for faults on my end as far as communication goes and, and how to navigate this. Because I never expected from the start that we would ever reach a point that there would be any kind of schism, any kind of rift, any kind of division. By virtue of the longevity of this relationship of years and years and years, like I just, it really wasn't a thought in my mind that any, you know, any differences have, have already been fleshed out in other contexts, um, living together in multiple states. And, um, and yeah, when we started this thing, I just had no concept that there would ever be a scenario where there would ha ever have to be a discussion where someone, where I have to ask somebody to step away because it just feels like it doesn't fit with who we are and what our, our cornerstone is built on. Um, and that's ultimately what it came down to. And, um, to his credit, he was extremely gracious and extremely cooperative. And, and I've, I've said this to all of our authors on our site, like I take no ownership. Yob takes no ownership of people's blogs. When someone, we've had plenty of other authors come and go as well for other various reasons, sometimes just time constraints and, and not having the time and the, and the space to be able to contribute as much as they did previously. And when those other authors have left, they've taken their blogs with them. I don't feel any sense of ownership over people's individual stories. Like I, I've made that clear from the beginning and, and I had no problem when he left the community that his blogs went with him. What was a contentious <laughs> issue in the background for upwards of a year was the podcast because the podcast wasn't just his story. It was his story intertwined with my story, intertwined with Dean's story and intertwined with Ryan's story and mm -hmm. intertwined with five or six or seven other brothers stories that we'd featured on the show for 39 episodes. And it didn't feel fair. It was for a year now we would have these discussions and they weren't regular. They were very sporadic, but there would be these discussions that would be like, Hey, you know, are you going to take those podcasts down? When are you going to take those podcasts down? And, and much like the retreat comment from a couple years prior, this was a conversation that I did not step into as much as I needed to. Um, it was one that I tended to avoid. It was one that I tended to give a short answer to one that probably required a longer, more thoughtful dialogue about. Cause for me, from my vantage point as, as like a I consider myself a fair person or someone who plays by the rules and a responsible person. And, and from my vantage point, I was like, well, like, yes, you poured your hours into this thing, but, but so did I. And so did, you know, all these other brothers from our website, they put their time and their energy and their spirit into these episodes. And, you know, why should one person leaving the community, why should that dictate <laughs> what happens to the rest of our efforts on this collaborative, um, this collaborative project. And to make a long story short, this is already going much longer than I thought it would, but, um, 
to make a long story short, those discussions reached a point where suddenly looking back on 39 episodes no longer brought a sparkle to my eye. And I think I, I kidded myself for that long, for almost a year, that, um, that these 39 episodes were special and... And they were. I mean, we got so many emails, countless emails, people all over the world who found our podcast, listened to our episodes, binged our episodes, you know, some in the span of a week or two and and just couldn't stop listening because it was engaging and it met them where they are and they they loved the chemistry. And for all those reasons I mentioned earlier. Um, but for me personally, when I there was a day fairly recently when I looked back on the archives and on the episodes and looking at the episode titles and in particular that one that said living together and kind of what that one episode encapsulated, which was no longer true. And I think I hoped that by keeping the episodes alive, by keeping them in this like purgatory archive state that maybe there would be a return to that someday. Like maybe there would be a time where, where there would be unity and restoration and, um, and a continued, journeying a continued friendship and what I had to come to grips with and what uh was hard but also not hard it's hard thinking back on it I'm getting emotional thinking about it but but it was actually a fairly easy decision when it came down to it like am I going to delete these 39 episodes or am I going to resist this and push this to my final breath it was very actually easy to say you know what I think it's time to let go of these episodes that were great for what they were and they absolutely got us to where we are now. Um, but by deleting those episodes and, and something that you guys in particular have affirmed of me, and that's why I was super grateful to have all three of you guys on, on this episode, is that there's been so much encouragement, not only from the authors, but from, from other people in the community who have encouraged us and can encourage me that we can always like go back. We can go back and revisit old topics. We can go back and talk about emotional dependency. We can go back and talk about things like pornography and, and fathers and family and growing up and childhood and high school. And we can talk about all the things that we talked about for 39 episodes. It's not like those, <laughs> those topics are dead and undivable, you know, we've already done our two masturbation episodes. <laughs> That's true. We, we might, we might've already done enough on masturbation, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's that comfort to know that we can, we can go back, we can re-record, we can we can do a lot. Um, in many ways, it's it's opened up a lot of new possibilities. The whole concept of letting go, letting go of these thirty nine episodes and letting go of, you know, what what was a really great and pivotal and formational time in my life. I mean, those thirty nine episodes represented in large part, getting your other brothers to where it is today from a community standpoint, from a content standpoint. Um, and now I look at it as, as our primary mission, which, which like I firmly believe in, isn't a storytelling one. That's far more secondary to me. My, my personal primary mission is, is the gospel and it is putting Jesus first and, and explaining how Jesus infuses into our stories and, um, kind of gives purpose and reason to all we're choosing to believe and do and live out. Um, so I will say to close <laughs> my little story, um, not only am I letting go of 39 episodes, I'm also letting go for now, letting go of the city of Asheville and all that it represents because I think I absolutely moved there with the mindset of creating a little yob 
headquarters, a little Yab universe, a Yabaverse. Um, and when it was good, it was great. It's, you know, some of the best times I've ever had living in community with other people. And, and when it fell out from under me, it was probably, yeah, the worst situation I've ever been in. And, um, and as I enter like a period, uh, for those that don't know, I'm entering like a, a two month period where I'm going to be in between living situations and doing some traveling and driving around and, you know, we're having a retreat very soon for our, for our Yabbers, our second ever retreat. So that's going to be really fun. And I have some conferences and events that I'm looking forward to attending this summer as well. And so, so it's going to be good for me to get out and just kind of catch my breath a little bit and, and trade out, trade out some mountains for, um, for other cities and other people for a little while. But, um, but, and, and it remains to be seen what, where my life is going. It's kind of the adventure of continuing to do a podcast and, and to put my story out there in blog form. And if I ever write any other books, um, the story is constantly changing and, and pages are being written and, um, and who knows, who knows where I'm wandering. Cause it's, it's highly possible, if not likely that, that I return to the jewel of the blue Ridge with, you know, not, not any kind of mission or expectation or hope that it becomes a Yabaverse, but that it, I feel like I've learned through this letting go of this particular friendship and letting go of these 39 episodes. Um, it's allowing me to grab hold of and step out into the church at large, which has always been just an absolutely terrifying prospect for me. Um, cause as good as Yab was, I've absolutely used Yab and, and fellow authors and people in our community as a crutch and as a, a safe place from the scary church that doesn't get me and doesn't understand me. And I've had a hard time integrating into essentially my entire life, save, you know, a year or two period here and there. Um, and so I, I, I feel this like weird hybrid form of optimism and terror that I'm now set free to actually step into the church and, and not use Yab as a crutch and not use, uh, a living situation as a crutch, forcing myself to interact with the church and go to groups and, and meet with my pastor and, and do things that maybe don't come as naturally and, and spark a lot of anxiety inside of me. Um, that's kind of my immediate, the immediate thing that I can see as a benefit to letting go of this particular thing, this particular situation is that, um, I don't know, I really do feel God calling me to step out further into the church and realize I'm not as different or as um, ill-equipped, maybe, as I think I am. And so that's been a journey that's been slowly happening over the last year of, of living on my own and moving out and, and forcing myself to interact already. Um, so I think, you know, whether I move back to Asheville or, or if I do move somewhere else, I think that's absolutely something that I feel God calling me to do to keep Yob going, to keep the podcast going and to keep doing, you know, this work, this ministry that I feel called to do, but also not neglecting the things that are right around me, the things that are in my city, the things that are right down the road and things that are, I feel like I've been needing to step out into for, for years now and just simply haven't. So, so that's my letting go story. And, mm. um, I just appreciate all the support over the last year, our yobbers, our supporters and, and our friends, you know, they're some of the greatest people I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with. And so I appreciate all, 
all of that support through all of us. Some of this you may have been aware of and some of this you might not be aware of. And regardless, um, yeah, people have just been really great and I've appreciated it. And I'm glad that Yab is something that has meant so much to so many. I've realized long ago that this is no longer about me. It's no longer about Dean. It's no longer about Jacob or Ryan. It's no longer about the brothers that are, you know, providing the content, whether it's blogs or podcasts. But um, yeah, this thing has grown to the point that it's mattered to dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of people. And that's incredibly humbling. And I don't know, it's definitely not of my doing. I see, I see God's hand in it from the beginning, even when we didn't know what we were doing at the beginning. Um, but especially to where we are today, I see God's hand all over it. And, um, and I feel the love. So thank you all. And I think it would be good to jump in here and sort of reiterate a clarification that you offered toward the beginning, which is that we're telling this story because we're getting questions about uh, what happened to these episodes and, um, and what happened to these blog posts. You know, we're not, we're not telling this story because Tom can't process anything unless mm-hmm. he has an audience and a microphone. You know, we're not telling the story as retaliation to this person because we feel hurt. You know, we are committed to, we're resolved to letting go graciously and, and, you know, having, having to have, have the last word is not really part of that. Um, so, but, but we are, you know, telling the story and explaining all this because we feel that in order to, you know, those of us who are sort of in this leadership position in the Yab community, we do need to be transparent about, uh, about, about things, you know, about things that happen. And, um, and this is part of that. And, and, you know, as we talked about, how are we going to address this? We really did latch onto this idea of talking about letting go. And I think that that's a really healthy thing to talk about. That's a really healthy lens to look at this situation through because it does focus us on, you know, how, how we can move forward, you know, what's, what's next, what are we letting go of? So we can, you know, what are we going to hold on to next now that we're Mm. letting go? Yeah. And I debated for a while, um, when I knew I was going to be deleting the episodes, I debated actually editing the remaining episodes and just pretending, pretending like episodes one through 39 didn't exist. Just renumbering our episodes, episode one, episode two, episode three, um, you know, and from a logistical standpoint that became problematic because then we reference other episodes and we, and we, we number the episodes audibly on the episodes and it felt like all this unnecessary, um, all these unnecessary hoops to jump through to pretend like 39 episodes and two years of history didn't exist. And just to pretend to pretend and erase. And it felt like another, um, I don't know. It just felt like another example of running away from conflict rather than just acknowledging, acknowledging reality that yes, there were episodes one through 39 and they were pretty great. Most of them, (laughs) most of them were pretty great. Um, some better than others. And, and now they don't exist. And that's just, that's part of the story. And it's not the one I like. It's not the one I preferred. It's definitely not the one I expected would happen, but it is, it is the story. And, you know, this is episode 49 and we're not going to renumber the episodes and we're not going to, you know, act like the first 39 didn't exist. But, um, but for future reference, I will point people to this episode if, if they're unaware and they don't know what the story was like, 
this is part of the story. And, and I pray and I still hope for, for reconciliation and redemption and all the things that I, in my bones, believe. I really do believe with all my heart. And it's been tested more than it ever has um, through this whole ordeal. But, um, but the story is continuing. And, um, and like Ryan said, like now it's by letting go of one thing, it, it, it opens up hands for, for something else now to come in and to fill it. And, and, and I'll be honest, the, the 10 episodes we've done now since the 39, like I've, I've felt a new spark and a rejuvenation and a love for doing this that I haven't felt in a long time. And, um, and you, you three guys in particular have been a huge part of that, that it's been such an enjoyable thing to, to gather around a mic. Like we're, like Ryan used the metaphor, like we're in a band or something. We're just like in our garage and we're just like, mm-hmm. we're just jamming out and we're just hanging out and we're having a good time. And, and apparently people enjoy it because we still, yeah, we still get lots of comments and feedback on it. So, um, it's something that I love to do again. And it, I'm glad that it's, I'm glad that it's resonating with people and that it's, it's not just something we're speaking into the void, but that people are actually picking up and, and enjoying themselves. So, yeah. And when we first talked about getting rid of, like letting go of these episodes, the first thing I thought about was, you know, I remember, I remember listening to these episodes and being on some of them. And one thing we all kept saying was, this is just the beginning of our discussion on emotional dependency mm-hmm. or pornography or whatever. And we always talked about circling back to, um, to these topics. And, you know, now I think now we're a little older, a little wiser, and we just have, you know, some, some new things to say. And I think it'll be good to kind of hit, hit some of these things again and bring some fresh perspective mm-hmm. into it. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, totally. One of the things that came to mind when you were talking is that I think you kind of commented about how even though we are at a place and at a time where those things do have to be let go, that it wasn't a waste, that hundreds if not thousands of people who heard those episodes and read that content were encouraged and helped and even just to think of it from from a super personal point of view like if those didn't exist I wouldn't be here and so just to to keep that in mind in this process I think is really important and really meaningful to um to know that they were there for that time for, for a reason and that it wasn't wasted. And then also I just wanted to add a, a big thank you to Tom for the courage that it takes to be vulnerable about such hard and difficult things that I think that it shows a lot of integrity and a lot of character in the things that have been in through this this process and to be able to see it even as we're talking about it here without any anger or bitterness or or vengeance in our hearts like yes it is it is hard and I can't imagine like the kind of pain that this has caused but at the same time like it is such 
a testament to the work of the spirit to feel the kind of attitude that has been had throughout this. And as we move forward to the future with hope and, and a vision and a kind of unity, um, that's a huge blessing. Yeah. And I will say, cause I'm sure there, there's probably people listening. If this hasn't already been made clear, I'll, I'll make it clear now. Like Yab isn't done. Like the podcast isn't done. We're, we're still going. And, um, and like I said, like I feel a renewed or recharged energy to keep doing this show. And, um, it was a show that we used to do once a month and then we bumped it up to twice a month because it was getting so well received and, and we had the ability and the resources to do that. And then with the rift that occurred last year, just to put it bluntly, the, the resources and the time weren't there anymore. I had to scale it back to, back to once a month. And, um, and for the near future, it's going to remain a monthly podcast, but, but I don't know, I'm open to all kinds of reconfigurations of, of the, the content that we put out on your other brothers from our blog to our podcast, to our video channel, like, um, like the concept of now 39 episodes and topics to revisit and dive back into or dive deeper into, it kind of makes it appealing to, to do more podcasts, to do whether it's going back to twice a month again or doing less blogs or less videos or, or something. Like I'm, I'm toying around lots of ideas. That's kind of another motivation for being on the road for the next couple of months is that I want to, yeah, I want to like, I don't want to overcommit. I want to commit just what I'm able to commit with my time and energy and then recognizing that this isn't a one-man show, that I still need a lot of help. And and thankfully, I've got brothers who are willing to, to help me out. And um, and that's been so supportive and so amazing because cause where, to where Yob stands today, I feel better than I ever have. I feel like there's a, a unity in place that I've never felt before. I feel like there's a leadership team in place that I certainly haven't been a part of before that I feel strongly about. And... Um, there's all kinds of reasons for hope and optimism. There's no guarantee that Yab is going to be around until the end of days. Like I'm not putting out an insane expectation that Yab is going to be around a thousand years from now, but you know, for the foreseeable future, this is something that I feel personally led into and called to do. Um, and I'm just grateful that there are other guys doing it because without literally without other brothers, this would just be the Tom show. And this has never been the Tom show. This has always been a collaborative effort. And so, so I feel a lot of hope for the future. Um, Yob feels stronger than I can ever remember it feeling. Tom and I have had, you and I have talked a little bit about this. And I remember it was with last month we sat down and had a long conversation um, about what this would look like and everything. And yeah, I feel a little bit with Tom because, I mean, I, I was there at the beginning. I, I've been there uh, with this group when we were still not even sure what it was going to look like. And... I think back, and there's some days that I, I miss. I there was a time where I feel like I lost that spark of joy, of the excitement about what was ahead. And there, uh, there's some blogs that chronicle, you know, when I almost left because I, I forgot what it was about. And then I got back to what it was about, and it was about Christ, and that was that brought joy to me again. And I was finding that, and I, I felt that rift as well that Tom talked about of realizing, wait a second, not. It seems like I have a different focus now than than some some of the group, and 
I just remember deciding to live with that tension and pushing into it and just saying, I'm, I, if nothing else, then this will be my my part of the book. This will be part of my story is over-representing what I believe Jesus should be in there. Um, but yeah, it's... I Tom, I, I can't equate to his experience, but I know that there's been also a process of me of letting go. Um, because... I remember the start and I've had to let go of holding on tight to that start and saying, this is how I always, I wanted this to be like this for the rest of the time. You know, yes, we'll, we'll add people in. Yes, it'll grow. But I wanted that starting group to always be the same. And there's been an aspect of letting go as people's lives have gone in different directions. Um, and just acknowledging that it's okay to let go. It's okay to have people's lives change. That's not a bad thing. That's not them commenting on my value or me commenting on theirs. It's simply a part of life. And letting go is something that I'll have to keep doing over and over again. Um, anywhere in my life, whether it's here with the other brothers uh, at my own work and in, in my church, in my city, even my family, I'll there will still always be a process of letting go from time to time, with different areas of my life. And so, for this one, it's something that I've had to let go as well, which is holding on to that starting group and always and still missing that core group that started everything off. And I feel you, Dean, on what you were saying about like. I don't know. I've had to, I've had to wake up to a lot of life's hard, cold realities <laughs> because, um, that very first retreat we had, the 10 of us together, it was so special and surreal and magical. It felt like, you know, I can only speak for myself, but for me, like that was the community I've been looking for my entire life. Like I wanted other men to walk life with. And all of a sudden here were nine of them <laughs> in one cabin, uh, and it was beautiful. And the fact that we were able to create, we actually were able to create something out of, out of that. We put something on the internet and, and created this thing that kind of kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's such a, a beauty to that. And, um, but yet <laughs> this, the part of the story is that, yeah, people leave and then, but then new people come in and, and it's awkward and it's strange sometimes, but it's also, you know, everyone who's come in has been really awesome. I mean, the two people that have come in that are on this podcast have been really great. <laughs> I can't imagine your other brothers without either of their contributions now. And, and so I feel like God has, it's been this, it's, it really has been this supernatural thing because if people just left, you know, your other brothers could have easily stopped a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Um, but I feel like God has constantly refilled the well and, and it's been just like a really beautiful thing to, to see happen to like, you know, maybe I've had to take a little effort and a little initiative having conversations with people in our community about, about contributing or just seeing where their hearts are, where their minds are at. But for the most part, I mean, it's just kind of happened on its own. Like it has been such an organic process for people to enter the fold and, um, and it like keeps giving me hope again for the foreseeable future. It keeps giving me hope that, um, that Yab has some legs to stand on. And, and again, it's my firm belief that it's because we're, we're rooting everything. We're rooting our identity and we're rooting even our stories and who Jesus is and who he is in our lives. And, 
Um, and that's, I'll, I'll keep doing Yab as long as I feel like that's the mission and that's the purpose. And if, if there are other guys who agree and, and want to contribute to the, to the process, then, then awesome. And, um, yeah, so I have lots of reason for, for hope in the future. And I'm excited for, you know, we've just added some new authors. I'm excited for, you know, more Jesus stories and more diversity. And it's just, it's becoming an eclectic group of people on our site. So, um, if you're a podcast person and you haven't checked out the blog in a while, maybe venture over there, check out some of our new authors, new stories, and, uh, and the content that's happening on, on that side of things as well. So I guess in closing, um, I just have some thoughts that maybe would help us to broaden, kind of broaden this perspective on letting go and maybe, um, frame how we can think about what letting go means in our own lives. I, you know, when I thought about this topic and thought about what stories would I share about letting go, at first I thought of just a few like relationship stories about, um, people, mainly men who, you know, I've had these relationships with that I've had to sort of really let go of. And those have been these kind of seminal moments in my life, these change of chapter kind of moments in my life. And I would guess that a lot of, like you guys and a lot of listeners have uh, similar stories. But then as I thought about it more, I just thought about how, like all these other stories of letting go, like when you move from, when you go from like high school to college or when you graduate from college and enter like the adult world, or, you know, if, if you just go straight, straight from like high school to a career or whatever, you know, there's these, there's that kind of letting go where you're leaving friends, you might be leaving your hometown. Um, there's letting go with, um, with your hopes and expectations for all sorts of different things. And, um, and recently I've been trying to clean out my house and getting rid of a lot of different things. And that's its own kind of letting go where I have all of these, you know, all these possessions that aren't, that are just kind of like holding me back really. And, it, and letting go of them is hard, but it's good and frees, frees me up for, for more life looking forward and yeah, the more I thought about it, the more I just thought about how so much of just being, being a person, being a human is letting go. And thinking about my experiences of letting go of all these different things, it led me to this realization that letting go is this really actually deeply spiritual thing, whether you're letting go of um, whether you're letting go of like a spatula from your kitchen or whether you're letting go of clothes or books or whether you're letting go of friends or a living situation or a city. Um, it's this deeply spiritual experience because inherently in that is an act of trusting God. Um, you know, you're, you're trusting God. I'm going to be okay without these clothes or without this image or without this activity or without these people or this person or without this city. You're trusting God to provide for you and whatever is next after you let go. So I guess maybe that's kind of what I would want want us to walk away with is this reminder that that in our letting go, that is an opportunity to find God, to encounter God. It's an opportunity for us to trust God and for Him to 
um, to prove faithful and trustworthy, provide for us. One year ago, I realized I needed to let go. Let go of a ministry partnership, let go of a housing partnership. And little did I know then that these one or two things of letting go would would start a ripple effect, a long chain reaction, a long journey of letting go of other things, other idols in my life. A letting go of my ideals, a letting go of, of a future, a letting go of intentional community and intentional brotherhood. And in some cases, a letting go of friendship entirely. A letting go of idols one by one, one after the other, a brutal beheading month after month for the last year, my life, a metaphorical slaughterhouse of these idols. Author Bob Goff speaks about quitting every Thursday, making room for new things in our life by quitting jobs and quitting hobbies and quitting other experiences. Marie Kondo wrote a book and and host a show on Netflix about getting rid of tangible things that no longer spark joy. Because if you don't get rid of things, how can you add new things? After all, the human brain and, and the human heart can only contain so much. And yes, there can be a lot of strength, a lot of admiration even, in holding on to something when things get hard, when things get tough, when all you want to do is let go. And yet, in many other cases, there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of purpose to the letting go. And God help us to know the difference. In Luke 18, Jesus encounters two types of people. Adults who need to let go of their adultness and, and a rich young ruler who needs to let go of something else. Verse 15 reads as follows. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him saying, let the children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said, How difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, then who can be saved? 
But he said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And Peter said, see, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more in this time and in the age to come eternal life. And so, my brothers, may we learn this difficult, often awful, but absolutely necessary practice of letting go again and again, of laying down that which beckons more of our gaze than Christ, be it pride or riches or sex, be it family or friends or brothers. May our entire stories flow from Jesus as we not leave him to occupy just a single chapter. May he guide our every page, our every word, our every action. Let us take a fearless inventory of our attentions and fixations and, and let us take courage to burn every page he does not occupy. May we all become like little children in adoration of our Father, learning his ways, following his steps. And may we truly leave it all behind to follow him. His ways and his steps that are good, that are best. All right. Well, I think it's, uh, I think we've done a pretty good job today of talking about letting go, you know, rising like the break of dawn because. The perfect girl is gone. So there it is. Yeah, Disney, I, please don't sue us. We need no money. <laughs> we really don't have any money. <laughs> we have no money. That could be from any song. That's so, true. Yeah, there's no copyright on lyrics, is there? There's, I don't know. There probably is. But anyway, <laughs> thank you guys, each of you, for being here on this podcast. I am so grateful to each one of you, um, not only for what you offer to the podcast and to Yab, but um, just, yeah, the encouragement, the support and input that you've provided in my life. I'm really grateful for each of you. And and yeah, from now on, let it be known. If you're curious about where episodes one through 39 went, I'll just refer you to episode 49, Letting Go. Mm-hmm. And if you have anything to say, I can't imagine whoever you are listening that you have any questions or any comments or anything to say. But should you have those things to say, you can go over to our episode 49 post at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. And yeah, feel free to comment over there. We love reading most of, a vast majority of the things that people leave us, <laughs> I would say. I can't say everything because that's, that's lying. We're all about honesty here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a vast majority of the comments we get on our website are fantastic. So thank and you for everyone who does that. Also, a special thanks to our sponsor, Workout Gloves. Mm. I was able to do weighted pull-ups for the first time <laughs> last Friday thanks to Workout Gloves. Oh, I thought you were going to spoil the fact that you've been hanging from a pull-up bar this entire episode. Look at that. <laughs> thanks to Workout Gloves. <laughs> Those Workout Gloves are strong. Yeah. And, our, yeah. and our partner sponsor, Chalk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot of Chalk. Chalk and Workout Gloves will uh, keep mm-hmm. you on there. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening it's kind of an awkward segue to end the episode on, but 
that's what we do here. We do awkward segues and it's a great time. Oh my gosh, that could be that could be the new name for Brother Beat. Awkward segue. <laughs> the awkward segue. What is your awkward segue? <laughs> There's no alliteration there, but I like the concept of what like you got it. there. Yeah. Let's let's keep workshopping this thing. You got it. Awk Awkbok. We know think, we no, know Jacob's gonna be working I on it. I think if it's Oh I, that I I thought of those in, in all of 20 minutes so jacob forget writing till i have multiple days yeah. <laughs> jacob forget ever writing another blog post just work on what are we gonna <laughs> just call, work on, call that. that yep yeah just so there's everyone for every, oh just that if we call it the awkward segue i don't think it has to be alliterative like it's awkward <laughs> right right all right all right my, my brothers we gotta bounce we gotta get yeah, out of bounce here. the brother bounces <laughs> next <laughs> Ooh, brother bounce <laughs> jacob not jot that down for all your brothers, this is it. Oh, that, we gotta get out of here. For all your other brothers, this is Tom. This is Ryan. This is Jacob. <laughs> this is Dean. Hugs and kisses. Reminding you that you are not alone. Even the sparrow finds a home. Bye. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. Jacob. <laughs> you do that. You delay. <laughs> Such a drama I just queen. wanted to, to make sure that mine was special. Thanks for listening to Your Other Brothers Podcast. Navigate more with us at yourotherbrothers.com and comment on this episode at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Subscribe to our show to never miss an episode. And if you enjoy what we do, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Your Other Bros. If you'd like to further support our storytelling effort, consider becoming a Yabber. Yabbers pledge monthly and receive perks like calls with authors and other supporters, access to a secret Facebook group, and additional podcast content. Visit patreon.com slash yourotherbros for more information. Don't miss our monthly bonus podcast on Patreon, The Yabalog, featuring responses to previous podcasts, content not featured in public episodes, calls from listeners, and more. Ask us a question or tell us a story by leaving us a message at 706-389-8009. If you're new to the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at yourotherbrothers.com. You can also write us at Your Other Brothers, P.O. Box 843, Asheville, North Carolina, 28802. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.